We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... Is Matt and it's a very special Recording Live episode because it is our final one. We're going out on a high note. Are we? No. I was going to say, you should have talked to me before. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's... Really wish we talked about this before. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we have to. Well, we have to go. Like, we got to end it on a high note, Dexter. We got to do it like Nirvana. And I don't think either of us want to kill ourselves. So it's best just to just do it and then walk away. I, <laughs> I think the better. Oh man. Uh, the better uh, uh, way to do it is the Martin. Sh- uh, Steve Martin method where you actually just retire when you're at your height and never and, and and you're just happy with the rest of your life. Is Steve Martin retired? Oh yeah, he retired a long time ago. No. Uh, really? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh it's uh I mean, I haven't seen him in anything, but I just no, like, he migrated to television or something cuz a lot of factors uh, end up doing that as they get older. I mean, they can stay in films as long as they want until they end up doing like direct to video and stuff like that, or they transition to television, which can be a very good thing for them. And I yeah. guess, man, when was the last Steve Martin movie I saw? Was it like cheaper by the dozen? Maybe. Oh crap. I forgot he was in that yet. No. And I guess when I say he retired, I mean like he, he doesn't, he doesn't do stand up anymore and he hasn't for ages. Um, like he, he retired from stand up comedy when he was selling out Madison square garden. Okay. Um, and he was just like, I'm at my height. It's, it's not going to get any better than this. So he stopped. Uh, and he still made some movies, but I don't think he was writing any movies anymore. So yeah, he was in, so he's still, yeah, he's, he made a movie that's <laughs> coming out this year. It's a short. So maybe it's a, no, no, he's a writer on that. Wow. So, okay. He's still writing some things. Um, so acting, he does appear in stuff, but it's mainly himself. Uh, uh, Father of the Bride 3 apparently is came out this year. It's a short. So it looks like he's doing a lot of shorts recently. He was on SNL, which he does bits on that just here and there because that's where he got to start. The last um, thing he did on television was 30 Rock, and that was 12 years ago. Yeah, there's um, there's a really good – oh, he's in Pink Panther 2. Huh, I didn't know that they even made that. Oh, that was in 2009. Yeah, so he has, he did, like, really spotty things. And, I mean, he still kind of just do, does them. Um, I kind of get the feeling that he just does something if it comes up and it looks good. Yeah, you know, it seems he that way. Um, but the Documentaries uh, and voice roles and yeah. stuff like that. So, okay. It, I mean, you're not wrong. He, he is, for the most part, retired. Because, yeah, I guess I just haven't seen him. And the Pink Panther movies have never been on my radar. But right. now thinking about it, it's like, yeah, I guess that's what he's – Probably most known for the past 15 years. Yeah. Um, there's a really good whatever. It's, I can't ever remember the name of it is. It's uh, Jerry Seinfeld's. <laughs> um, I think it's on Netflix now. Like driving in cars, getting coffee or right. something. I have uh, seen, uh, there, there's seen a, trailers and snippets of that, but I've never watched it. D- depending on who he's interviewing, it can be good. Uh, his, he has a really good uh, one with Steve Martin, though, where he talks about retiring and stuff. I recommend it, I guess, if you have Netflix. But like, he has one with Ellen that's really weird. I bet. Uh, <laughs> I know like he did just, one with Barack Obama. Yeah, he did. He was one of the uh, one of the Obama uh, interview because uh, right before Obama left the White House. He did like a flurry of just like really weird interviews because uh, he did that. He did uh, the Zach Galifianakis one, the between oh, two. Oh, 
Awards. Yeah, he did that for a fun. He did that for an awareness and fundraiser. Oh. Uh, and then he did. Um, um, he did David Letterman. WTF with Mark Marin, uh, which apparently uh, he actually went to Marin's garage for that, which was kind of weird because he wasn't because like even for Seinfeld, they they I think they drove around the drive. They drove just in like the circle driveway of the White House. Yeah. Like he picked him up. They drove in a circle. The they were followed on both sides and like surrounded by um, security. Then they just I wondered. They I came right back to where he picked that. him up. And then they just went inside the White House uh, and um, they just had coffee in like the White House, like this really teeny tiny cafeteria, like arguably not even a cafeteria. Like it was just like a room with a bunch of tables in it, like the size of like a small living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just had coffee and, and chatted. It, it, that was a good one. I, I didn't mind that one. Um, most of his interviews are fine, though. They're good. Um, he always picks out a car that uh, he thinks suits the person that he's uh, that he's interviewing, which is always interesting, uh, especially when it's a person who's not a car person, because then they're just kind of like, oh, interesting. OK. But then if it's a car person, like they flip out and stuff and it's always interesting, I guess. But uh, yeah. Anyway, no. Uh, yeah. If we're ever going to go out, we should go out like Steve Martin, which I don't think we're at the you know Madison Square Garden height of our podcast yet. We'll get there. Yeah, we will. No, we will. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I guess uh, you asked if we if I had anything I wanted to talk about. Uh, the only like big thing I guess I could think of was uh, I guess it's uh, I think it's this week on Hulu. Uh, Animaniacs is coming back from a twenty-two year hiatus. Did you ever? Yes. Watch, did you watch Animaniacs? Oh yeah. I figured you did. So yeah, Animaniacs, it premieres November 20th, so just uh, next week, uh, this coming week, yeah. Yeah, it's the 14th right now. Uh, yeah, so Animaniacs is starting pretty soon. I saw the trailer for it. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, well, I saw a couple trailers. One of them was just, like, goofiness. Uh, it got me excited. And then, like, another one was, like, a weird little skit. And it was, like, the, it was, uh, the beginning of Jurassic Park. Um. And it was like, you know, when they're in the Jeep and they first see the brontosauruses. Yep. Instead of the dinosaurs, it's the Animaniacs. And so the two archaeologists, like, are freaking out. And then uh, it's Spielberg is the the old man. And he's like, oh, yeah, and Pinky and the Brain's going to be back. And, like, he's just describing, like, everything. And, like, just with each thing he was talking about, like, it's coming back with the cartoon. is just getting me more and more excited again. Because... Uh, I remember trying, like, uh, it was on I'm Netflix. getting goosebumps you describing that trailer, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> well, and, uh, um, what was it? It's It must be on Hulu, because, uh, I don't know, what we got something, and I was just like, oh, Animaniacs is on here. And so we watched, like, a couple of episodes, uh, and I was just like, man, this show only lasted three seasons? Only three there's seasons. Only, like, there's only, like, a handful of episodes per season. It's really not that much. No, I, not at I, all. I watched it for like 10 years as a kid. I don't know. Well, but. I don't know about you guys. I had no concept of seasons until like nearly adulthood. Like I didn't know that shows were structured that way. It was just, I've either seen this episode or I haven't. Yeah. Oh, and uh, to be a little jarring for folks listening, uh, we we started the show and then Tom joined us. So that was the voice of Tom. The, the voice of Tom. Hello. Yeah. Uh, so welcome back, Tom. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, 
that is the funny thing too, because I remember watching Animaniacs uh, as an adult and I was just like realizing that like, I mean, and that show I think lended really well to just really sporadic episodes being aired because it's just, there's no plot. It's sketch Uh, comedy. Yeah. It's sketch comedy that's animated. And it's, it's, uh, I would say late seventies, eighties and early nineties when it came out, obviously, uh, pop culture. And that's what that trailer was with Jurassic park. And it's kind of weird me thinking like, wow, that's, that's really odd that they are doing a reference to a 27 year old movie. Right. Granted Jurassic park is one of the biggest movies of all time, but it, and this show is exclusive to Hulu. So it's for streaming. So it is really for our generation to go back and rewatch, but it, oh, 100% it is, and everything they announced <laughs> for it is a nostalgic thing. And But, it, I mean, for me, watching that trailer, it felt like the show just was on hiatus. Right. It, it felt like watching the show again. Because yes. when, I, when I first when it first started that trailer, too, I was just like, oh, man, I don't know about this. And, like, it just kept going. It was just goofiness. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I cannot wait for this show to start again. It was just <laughs> – it was. I did not expect it, and I was so delighted. It was I great. don't have Hulu, but I do yeah. intend to eventually watch it. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited because I do love Animaniacs. Uh, I loved Pinky and the Brain. Oh, um, nice. I loved. Uh, I mean, I, my brain is uh, drawing a blank on it, but the little girl with the the yeah. last dog. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was her name? And she I, kept asking why. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. remember like one episode where she was like a mermaid and she was talking to, to Neptune and he's like, I'm the king of the oceans. Why? Yep. Because I'm all powerful and I can control the water. Why? And just like, ah, it was just perfect. Yeah, it, it was uh, it's such a fun <laughs> show. Like I remember the Daniel Booth skit. Daniel Booth. They did. It was like a song about Daniel Booth, and uh, th- he can hear the narration of the song playing. He goes nuts. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> educational show too. They did the uh, countries, uh, nations yes. of the world. Oh yeah, which oh, I, I love still love to go back and rewatch because it's on YouTube. And yeah. the voice actor for uh, Wacko, um, I think it's Wacko or Yakko. I can't remember. Um, it's the one that doesn't sound like uh, a Beatles. And oh, that's he, does, uh, the, he doesn't sound like Ringo Starr. That's, uh, that's Yakko. Yep. And he um, he I mean, these guys do conventions all the time. They've done conventions since the show right. ended. But uh, one of the things that always does at conventions is people start clapping and he sings it. Oh, and nice. It's, it's really <laughs> neat. You can find videos of him doing stuff like that. And yeah, it's all the original voice talent. Yep. I, yep. I'm surprised part. the voice yeah, of Crane, who's famously known for his impersonation of uh, uh, Orson Welles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's his brain voice. He's still yeah. alive. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's saw... surprising that the whole cast is still with us. I mean, I know they it's were, not well, that much time, but. I was surprised to find out they're not that old. They were in their like mid 30s when they did the show. So they're in their. Late 40s, mid 50s now, yeah. so they're they're still relatively decent age, and uh, uh, yeah, they're all part of it. Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. is the producer. Steven Spielberg is, he I don't know if I could say he's the creator of it, but he's been behind the show well, since. It's, it's always it's always like Steven Spielberg's Animaniacs, which yeah, I never Steven Spielberg presents. Yeah, something like that. I wonder he did that how... with a lot of Warner Brothers cartoons uh, back in the 90s. He was wonder... a big Chuck Jones person. I mean, he's the guy behind Gremlins and. 
Joe, uh, Joe Dante was the director of Gremlins, and Joe Dante was uh, the uh, a huge Chuck Jones fan. So it all comes from this little inner circle of people who grew up on essentially these, you know, these Warner Brothers cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm really interested in the in the, if they're gonna change the intro at all. I think it'll just be kind of like how they did with The Simpsons, in a sense, where they've just modernized the animation and that's it. Yeah. I think the problem, too, with Animaniacs, I guess, is I, I think I mix it up in my head with Looney Tune, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon's oh, the true. same show, except for not maybe just a little younger audience, because I was trying yeah. to think. It's a little I was thinking cleaner. of They Might Be Giants Particle Man and stuff, and oh, I'm like, yeah, no, that's yeah. Tiny Toons. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, and, uh, like, the thing... I think Tiny Toons is like a cleaner version because like, I didn't, I don't know that I realized like how dirty Animaniacs actually oh, is. Man, like, yeah, like, the whole, inappropriate like jokes. yeah, the whole like, hello nurse. Like as a kid, <laughs> I don't think I understood what that meant. Oh, yeah. or uh, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's straight up jokes of them saying like, to do this, you must insert your finger in the hole. And they look at the camera and go, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they did oh, have some, God. they did have a lot of inappropriate innuendo. Yeah. That's really funny because, like, especially now that I have a five-year-old, like, that's the like that's the exact joke that he would laugh at, just and he he would think he gets it, but oh yeah, then yeah, just they, as an adult, they, think, they had yeah. one word like kiss the prince, and it's actually physically the artist formerly known as Prince, yeah, right, and she yeah. just looks at the camera and goes, I don't think so, yeah. <laughs> right. They did parodies of the Oscars, stuff yeah. like that, like. It was it's, a wonderful yeah. show. And yeah, I believe it was on Fox and then it transitioned to uh, uh, the uh, the WB uh, show, which became the CW. So I remember it was on there. But yeah, this show lasted quite a lengthy period, but it was just very like small chunks and stuff like that sometimes. Yeah, like and I, I kind of wonder if it was just like one of those shows that just really took a lot of effort to make. I mean, which it makes sense because it's really clever writing for what I it think is. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's very intelligent. And so I wonder if it just took them like forever to even make what they made. And so they just kind of got exhausted or uh, probably they just moved on to other projects or at least maybe Steven Spielberg just lost interest. I don't know, but it's very possible. Uh, oh, it, just oh so it, uh, it lasted five seasons, Dexter. Oh, it did? Yeah, five seasons, uh, 99 episodes, 274 segments. It ran from... Uh, I mean, it ran for uh, five years from Fox Kids 93 to 95, and then it switched to Kids WB 95 to 1998. Maybe I only saw the Fox stuff then when I – like maybe – I'm okay, I wonder if maybe when I looked at it, it wasn't all on whatever platform I was looking on. I don't know. I only remember three seasons, but five is – that makes me even happier. I'm a little sad it's on Hulu and not Disney Plus, though. (laughs) Why would but, Disney Plus own it, or why would Disney own it? Because it's it's own because Disney uh, Hulu is owned by Hulu is Fox and Fox is owned by Disney and I'm sure it probably has something oh. to do with the fact that it says WB all over the place, but um, yeah. it's a Disney owned show. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hulu well, is owned by Fox. That's where they're chucking right? <laughs> all their stuff they can't put on Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, Hulu wasn't Hulu started by like uh, Fox, NBC, and CBS. I probably, yeah. I think it was, a, it was like a conglomerate of them, and then they, I think, like, 
slowly each one kind of like made their own instead and now it's just basically foxes yep it was foxes primary platform that they threw kind of everything on i mean everyone pays for licensing to put shit on there yeah but yeah it was um it was straight up a fox owned thing and then obviously with what happened five years of uh, seven years ago what was that uh, Disney bought. Oh no, oh. wait, no, no, that just happened last year. Disney bought Fox. I was thinking yeah, was Disney say. Star Wars. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now, who's uh, they've got all their um, their content there? Because that's a discussion Lee and myself have had. Where okay, they're gonna throw a lot of stuff on the Disney Plus now, and they are all the X Men movies. Most of the mm-hmm. X Men movies are on on Disney Plus now, but mm. I was like, what about Deadpool and stuff? You can't throw that on Disney Plus. And Lee said. Oh, they're probably going to just throw it on uh, Hulu then. Hmm. I imagine that's where New Mutants might go. That's interesting. That di- yeah, yeah, because Disney Plus, it's odd what they're – like, I was surprised, I guess, that they're keeping that so clean, I suppose. Because, like um, – I don't know. I mean, they've got all of Star Wars on there, and some of that's PG – some of that's getting yeah. kind of graphic. Uh, the Mandalorian is – uh, pretty rough sometimes. Avatar's yeah. on there, and there's straight blue boobs in that movie. Avatar, we're not. That's not a movie. Um, <laughs> uh, well, in like uh, whatever it's called, Hamilton. Um, I Hamilton's guess that's on there. Yeah, Hamilton's on there, and the musical has, I think, five f bombs, three or five, and they only allowed two in the in the Disney Plus version. Are they're actually uh, on there. Yeah, there's two of them. Okay, because I saw I fa- I discovered something on Disney Plus uh, last night. What's that? And uh, they edited an episode of Rebels. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Darth Maul uh, decapitates somebody, and I huh. wondered why my well I, I I only noticed it because I was refreshing a couple episodes, and I noticed that the audio kept going. But the show stopped for five <laughs> seconds. It was like it paused. Oh, and yeah. I rewound it yeah. or I backtracked it, did it again, backtracked it, did it again. And then I recalled that I actually had the episode on iTunes. So I pulled mm. my phone out, went to the exact time and went, huh, they they actually cut that out. So they just freeze framed it on the they freeze framed right it for a moment. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I, I noticed I mean, that just because it was a it was a big episode and I was just rewatching it and yeah, which is weird considering that all the kind of it's hard to call it graphic without quotes, but some of the graphic stuff that's in some of the Star Wars movies is all yeah. in there. And yeah. Well, I mean, people get their hands cut off multiple times. Yeah, the Yoda decapitates uh, stormtrooper, uh, clone troopers all well, throughout. I mean, Jan- that's how Jango Fett dies, isn't it? Yeah, like, yes. they're not real people; they're just clones. <laughs> like, that's okay. Like they, they don't well, have clones have souls, as established in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has a soul in Star Trek. They, <laughs> they've never. <laughs> Which we've we've already talked about. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> no, the only one who still does is Bones because he refuses to use the teleporters. Oh, he's used it a million times. He just didn't want to do it because he didn't want to turn into a puddle of jelly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, anyway, uh, are there any (laughs) other uh, nostalgic-y cartoons? Because I guess my thought was that we could talk about any other cartoons, but I know you had something you wanted to talk about, Matt. Yeah, we got Uh, time. We've only been recording for about uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, and you know with us, we plan on 15 minutes and we get two hours somehow. We won't Uh, do that again. Man, last episode when I, I edited it out a bunch, we had still two nothing to talk hours. about, and we went for two and a half hours. 
right. yeah, I, I got out a half an hour somehow. So, oh man. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I'm trying to think, I don't even know. The only cartoons I really remember watching was like, is Animaniacs, Looney Tune Adventures or Tiny Tune Adventures. Um, and oddly I hated it and I don't know why I always watched it, but bonkers. Oh yeah, dude. Bonkers was pretty terrible. Uh, well, I, it was funny because it was like one of the weirdest car- cartoons where like they had a, a character change because uh, his partner was like a fat uh, guy at first. Yeah. He was like really crabby and I hated him. And then they changed it over to like this lady like halfway this the show and I loved her. And so yeah. whenever it was like I, I would actually probably I think I would even stop watching it sometimes if it was the guy cop. Uh Oh, and I guess, yeah, for people who probably don't know, Bonkers was like a goofy uh, show about a bobcat named Bonkers. And he he was a failed actor, I think. And he so he becomes a cop or a security guard. Uh, and I don't even know, like, what they was did. It, I, I was really... it like was in that was that show was that sort of like a setting that I, I'm remembering it was being kind of like Rabbit's... Uh, Roger Rabbit, where yeah. it was like there's tunes and there's people. Yeah. So tunes like work in in cartoons. Yeah, like, so like, like movie stars. Yeah, so it's all it's a hundred percent a cartoon, but they always referred to the people as being real people and the cart like the any of the animals basically as tunes, okay. uh, like very similar to Roger Rabbit. I, I kind of I, I always assumed it was the same universe as Roger Rabbit, but that was just maybe me as a child making the connection. Yeah. Um, but I, and I don't really remember much from that cartoon. I just remember not liking the guy cop or security yeah. guard because he was a crab. Uh, or he wasn't a crab. He's crabby. Uh, he and, but for some reason, I really liked. I I I hated it, but I like always watched it. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember having a lot of shows like that as a kid. That like it's a cartoon, so and I'm getting to watch TV, so it's better than nothing. Right, um, which is the whole reason why, like, I watched, uh, like, whatever that Tim Allen show was. I hated that show too, but I watched. Oh, it. Home Improvement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, as a as a little kid, there's not a lot for you in that show, but yeah. you're getting to watch TV. Which, I mean, like, I feel like that's something that's really changed uh, since we've been kids because, like, media has changed so much, but. But yeah, there's so much that I watched just because it's like, hey, nobody told me to stop watching TV yet, so I'm going to keep watching whatever's on. Right, right. Which, uh, I guess that being said, too, or thinking back, uh, I just realized, like, you know, I watched a crap ton of, like, Beast Wars and stuff like that. And I'm, oh. I guess I'm thinking more of, like, young, young kid shows, just because Animaniacs is definitely from when we were, like, littler. Um, I, can, I can name some. Like what? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, like you said, Tiny Toons, but, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I grew up watching the original Transformers and G.I. Yeah. Joe, but, uh, I, a mask, uh, Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Ninja, okay, how did I forget Ninja Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Uh, Darkwing Duck, uh, t- DuckTales. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Goof Troop. Goof Troop. That was a good show. Yep, mm-hmm. Goof Troop. Um, I get all this stuff, man. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I went out and got groceries, and I remembered our conversation. So I was honestly, yeah. re- I couldn't remember anything until I really had to dig into my brain and go, yeah, what, what was there? Um, one that spoke out to me really was uh, Ducktales. Like I remember 
watching DuckTales as it came out and uh, Darkwing Duck, which I liked half of. Darkwing Duck is not a show you could watch all the time. I found it to be jarring in places and times. Yeah, Uh, I get that. It was a it was a dark cartoon. It was, it was a dark. It was a dark yeah. cartoon that, for some reason, had Launchpad from Ducktales. Yeah, well, he <laughs> yeah, was a sidekick, yeah. and then it brought in the cyborg duck from Ducktales. Oh yeah, well, and uh, superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who had to say like blabber and blabbergasty, and his like suit would blabber like fly blabber. through town. I yes. forgot what he actually said. What did he say? Flabber and I don't. I honestly can't remember no. off my head either. But I remember yeah. the little like multi-part like, uh, split-up movie that introduced him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, I never saw Mask. Like, what? what is that early 90s? No, late 80s, 87, 88. It was only, like, wow. one season, but it was Yeah, awesome. I, and that's... Uh, what does that stand for? It's an acronym, right? Uh, well, but basically, they're, like, astronaut, or, like, they're in outer space? No, no, they're cars. They're, like, Transformers, but they don't turn oh. into robots. They just turn into other cars. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Why is it Sign called Mask? <laughs> because they put on Matt. They wear helmets and stuff. Mask. Oh. Uh, I'm looking it up right now because yeah, you asked me what it stands for. Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K. Yeah. Oh, 1985 man. to 86 actually. So I mean, I was one year old and you guys were barely born. But uh, <laughs> it it lasted two seasons. <laughs> and no, it was like it was G.I. Joe and Cobra. But yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of G.I. Joe Cobra, it was um, everyone had a vehicle and they wore these like helmets, but they could convert they could transform their car, their vehicles into other things know, like. Okay. So Matt Tracker, the main the main male character in the show, his car could like lift doors up uh, like the DeLorean and it could fly mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Seems very unsafe. It was it was great. It was 80s, man. We were doing stuff like that all the time. I guess so. It's one of the best op- <laughs> uh, cartoon intro songs. Oh man! It, and uh, this looks like an '80s show. Oh, it's it great. It looks good. I need to watch this. Oh, it was <laughs> awesome. It had a sequel that I can't find anywhere. It was called uh, Vortec. It was on hmm. like after or before Beast Wars, but we were in school, so I would only catch it if oh. like the VCR recorded some of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was having to set up the VCR. I remember that. I got real good at that. Um, Hell yeah, dude. I mean, we children's cartoons, yes, but I think we all know that we grew up mainly, probably consistently with, say, The Simpsons. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, mean, I don't even remember when I started watching The Simpsons. It's just it, that's something that was always there. That's funny that you say that because I didn't even consider it. But like, honestly, that's probably the cartoon I quote the most. Throughout my oh, we, the three of us have done nothing but quote them when we've done stuff together. Very true. Yeah, and like I remember when I worked for my brother when I first moved back to Des Moines, like we were just quoting Simpsons, like like that's like, that's how we talked. Um, and I remember like when, especially when I first got married, like it, it would get to the point where uh, Kelsey would just have to t- ask me like to stop quoting the Simpsons. <laughs> and I was just and like, oh, I, this is just how I talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Bless her heart. She's she's sucking through. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Which is her right. She's a strong woman. Uh, yeah. But, and, and yeah, I don't I don't think I even recognize how much I quote The Simpsons. Yeah. I, I, it's yeah, ubiquitous, I mean, man. It's just like yeah. part of culture. 
Right. I mean, I, I've, I, Tom and I have discussed cartoons growing up in the past, and I mean, I made a statement once that he very much disagreed with, which I do understand, and I, I to an extent, I still think so, but it's just, I guess, because we're all in our mid-30s now. Mm. Uh, I told Tom and I talked about cartoons, and I told him that I honestly think the cartoons that we grew up with are better than what they are now. Oh, and Tom very much said, I disagree. I think if you go back and look Tom, at some of the cartoons, you're going to think they're the same quality. I like and... how I don't get to take part in this conversation. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that is what I said. That is what I said. No, that I remember I was telling you about that once, and you said, no, you're very much incorrect by that. And I've always kind of stuck by the thinking that the cartoons nowadays aren't very good. And Maybe, maybe we should... Uh like go back and like we all watch the same something and then we watch something new. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I grew up with a, I, I mean, I have a sister now who is 19 and I had to watch a lot of the mid two thousands cartoons. And so I watched a lot of yeah. the same stuff that she watched. And I mean, I've, I've, I've always said, I'm not really a big fan of SpongeBob per se. I don't get it, but I watched a lot of um, the Cartoon Network cartoons with her, yeah. and I just I, I don't know. I always thought the animation quality got kind of pretty bad. I mean, I'll say it now. Yeah, the animation when we grew up with isn't super amazing. I think by the 90s, it got a lot better and consistent. The 80s was all over the place with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I can but, if I can kind of elaborate on on that point uh, before we before we move on. Um, just because I think I think there's an important thing to keep in mind is that we are not objective observers. Um, it is very, very difficult when you're talking about something, especially connected to your childhood, uh, to compare it to something that was not made for you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's so like we you know, if we did this experiment that was like, let's all watch a late 80s, early 90s cartoon together and then let's all watch a mid 2000s cartoon together it's we'd have what to pick proving like that does well, that's nothing we, we, we would have to pick something that we i guess didn't watch as kids maybe I, or and that's a very good i mean that is a good point you're saying because like basically there's no control because like yeah. we're watching something that's nostalgic versus uh, something that's new and for it's a different so audience it's, i yeah. think the the problem that i have uh it's interesting too, because like, so like Matt brought up SpongeBob and when SpongeBob was on, I hated it. Uh, and I don't know that I ever actually watched it. I, I would see clips of it and I just, it just looks stupid. And then as an adult or, uh, more recently, I guess my kids were watching it. I'm just like, this actually isn't half bad. Um, and then, but like my real problem with like more modern cartoons is how obvious like the shortcuts are, uh, like, and, and I don't know if it's, just like these particular cartoons that like my kids are watching uh, because they're so little. And so like maybe the animators just cut a lot more cor- corners cause it doesn't matter, but like, um, or it's PBS is a problem. Uh, but like there's these, are, there's these cartoons that are just obviously computer generated. Like they just drew like different positions and then the computer just kind of like flails them. Like it almost looks like you're watching like a rag doll uh sort of thing mm. and um the the worst one is probably cat in the hat oh yeah um and like it's just like i don't know like it doesn't look like a cartoon it looks like uh these weird paper things that are just kind of like f- 
flipping in and out of different like mouth movements and yeah. hand positions are changing and that, but, but it looks it, like you get used to it but like it's so weird to watch and if I, I can if i can jump in again to the defense yeah, yeah. Of, of modern <laughs> um like the thing is is that yeah that's but again that's not a comparison to like a prime time cartoon show not prime time but like you know uh, uh, a key like you know pushing a product or like this is going into the the primo time slots for kids to watch saturday morning whatever like that's not what the cat in the hat knows a lot about that is all about it's like that you know the title yeah heck yeah dude it's it's kids programming and kids programming has changed dramatically since we were kids so much stuff that exists now didn't exist before and yeah, a lot of it's cheap, but that's because we don't have a lot of funding for kids programming. Go figure. Um, well, so a lot of those are pretty shoestring budgets. It's PBS. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. So I, I think that there's a reason why you'll see a lot of drop off and a lot of like cut corners like that, where it is like it's just like like you know trussed up flash animation. Now, when you get to like uh, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network shows that do the same thing that that i can see an argument for like well you know shouldn't they be able to like have a little bit more production um but right I well mean, then and we're then, into stuff that i just don't know about like well, i don't know what it costs to make a cartoon show and that's a good point too because like i guess by contrast paw patrol is a fantastically well put together cartoon yeah but even paw patrol like which i have watched a lot of in my mm. recent time on this planet uh even paw patrol like half of the show is just reused because every episode like all the puppies come and line up and put on their little uniforms and then one Mm -hmm. or two of them will slide down the slide and this takes like five minutes of the show and it's an 11 minute show so it's like eh, they're still cutting corners like they always did but you know i guess it, it would be interesting to like okay uh then here's my only other argument uh for and part of the problem here is like I'm not fam- like I guess what you're saying is I'm not used I'm not familiar with primetime cartoons that are pushing a product. But like uh, in the what 90s the Batman cartoon. Oh, was right, it? Yeah. Uh, so like that wasn't that one of the first cartoon? Maybe it was X Men, but one of those was like one of the first cartoons to actually have like a moving plot. Maybe it was even GI Joe. But like each ep- episode, like you had to watch every episode, otherwise like oh, the cartoon yeah. just made no sense. X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man. Batman was pretty – Batman had a couple two-parters, but you did not have – you could watch that completely out of order and be totally okay. Spider-Man got really bad because you would get this thing that would say The Sinister Six Part 2, Chapter 6 of (laughs) X amount. It was beyond confusing. And X-Men did get to that point in certain aspects where you are asking – who is Cable and what is going on? The last episode I watched was Gene and Cyclops' <laughs> wedding. Yeah. I have, uh, I think, all the X-Men on DVD. I need to watch them. Cause, like, I did at I, one point. But yeah, was, I, I, I definitely never saw all the X-Men cartoons. Like, same with uh, Ninja Turtles. Like that Ninja Turtles those, series it was pretty. You could you could break you could watch any episode and be okay. Yeah, Ninja Turtles was fine. Because... Um, uh, yeah, and I don't know that I ever watched that show in order. Um, but yeah, I think I'm guessing it's X Men and Spider Man, especially that like I think I really appreciated as a kid that like it was uh, a serial. Is 
I guess, yeah, serial. Um, And that it was like, it had a plot. It was enjoyable to watch. I think I I always felt like Batman was doing that too, even though it wasn't. Probably just because it was on at the same time. Uh, But, and then Batman had like really, like, or at least Mask of the Phantasm, which I always got in, like, just got me real excited as a kid that like Mm -hmm. they were making this cartoon (laughs) be based on a cartoon that I love. But, I don't know. No. I, I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah, Batman, for the most part, there would be callbacks here and there. But for the most part, you could jump in anywhere you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, by the late 90s, it started getting a little worse. Like, I would argue that you could watch, you could jump into Batman Beyond whenever you wanted. But there mm-hmm. is overarchs. There is a, a, a lengthy story behind it, especially when yeah. you get into Terry McGinnis's uh, ba- uh, family. And... Yeah. Because, like, the main villain of the entire first season is the guy who who killed his dad. And that can get difficult to follow. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, Beast Wars? You, uh, yeah. Beast Wars probably later, be a little later difficult. part of the series, it, it got a little more uh, serialized. But it started out pretty episodic. Yes, yeah, it did. The first like season is very much episodic. And then... It's, it gets a little, the, like confusing maybe if you miss like a bunch because it's just like okay which side is dinobot on right you yeah know, for stuff real. like that where did this <laughs> black, where did this black widow uh transformer come from i that happened to me i remember oh, yeah. i watched an episode that introduced but that i i watched an episode that black arachnia was already a character and i had no clue who she was same with like say <laughs> tigertron i think i just Man. I felt like whenever stuff like that happened, I just assumed I missed something, and I just like, ah, oh, whatever. It's it's a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it didn't oh, really bug I mean, me as a kid. This is, this is not Western. Western was more serial. But, you know, the other thing that we, we saw when we were younger, pre- mm-hmm. uh, pre-teens, teens, mm-hmm. uh, was probably – the worst thing that you could never truly jump into you could i mean you could get into it just okay but it certainly wasn't easy was probably dragon ball z yeah which and i didn't have cable so i always had to go over to our friend travis's house to watch it and so i just watched the episode and just didn't do anything because even if you didn't know what was going on you're like they're fighting it's fine yeah well and i think i got you i I think i like i just kind of got used to it and i think travis would kind of fill me in Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, even though I never saw or really even always knew what was going on, I just loved watching it because yeah. it was just so much different than anything else. Yeah. It was definitely one of the earlier anime shows that I'd ever been introduced to. And I mean, like yeah. a Toriyama anime is like very different from <laughs> even other anime, right? Yeah. Like, like Dexter, you probably won't be able to contend to this, but I know Tom will, uh, a show that I absolutely loved but I will not deny I missed the first 15 episodes and I was beyond confused was Gundam wing. Oh yeah, dude. I had a hard time getting into that. It's a hard thing. You can't, you have to start from the beginning. It is yeah. beyond difficult to try. Like you would I make me in. watch a lot of it as a kid uh, or I don't remember when it was, but like you made me watch a bunch of it, like just kind of scenes. And I remember just like, I have no idea what's going on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that show as a kid. I, I feel like, like I watched it maybe like five or six years ago, um, and I I feel like it's it's super. That I still really enjoy it, but I think that it suffers for something that that really turned me off of a lot of anime is that sometimes it's just like deep for the sake of it. Yes. Like, oh yeah, we just gotta like really try and blow some minds right now. Like you're. Oh. 
fighting robots in space. Like, it's, like <laughs> I mean, it's okay to have, like, side stories and political intrigue and stuff, but I feel like they spent a lot of time just, like, doing these deep psychological things that really didn't amount to anything. Like, yes. That and by the end, of, it got so political it didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the later seasons are just, like, there's so much so much talking about, like, no, but we're we're pacifists, and so it's wrong. And like, okay, cool. Why are there pacifists in my giant fighting robot show? And uh, it would be like it would be like I'm going to, to start a war to end all. Wars. Uh, I'm I, I'm fighting on the right side, but I want to annihilate humanity. It just it got so bogged down with politics, and but that is you know I'll be the first to say. Um, that is Japanese culture to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, Shin Godzilla is ninety yeah. percent people sitting at tables discussing politics, trying to figure out what to do about Godzilla, which I loved. But it, it it's you got to have either the right mentality, not right mentality. Uh, you got to be able to sit down and really uh, absorb it. Or it's just got to be the kind of media that you enjoy. I guess that's the best way to just say it. But uh, speaking I'm of to, what? speaking of anime, though, uh, I, I don't know what this what it was. I, um, it was definitely anime ish, uh, but it was like all the fairy tales. It might have been grim fairy tales. I don't know. I, but as a kid, I remember just loving it, and I. I like I didn't have cable, so I never had a ton of access to it. It was just like here and there. I think it was Grimm's Fairy Tale cla- classics. Yeah, I just found it uh, here, uh, directed by Hiroshi Saito. Beyond uh, me, anyway. I I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. Saban uh, Saban did it apparently. Uh, it was on Nickelodeon, uh, uh, okay. and it's definitely Japanese, so it's an, it's anime. It kind of looks. I don't know what to even compare it to because I'm not really all into a lot of the anime, but uh, it was just like a lot of it was just grim fairy tales. So like, I mean, the episodes are just um, Hansel and Gretel, the Frog Prince, um, Little Red Riding Hood, you know, just all the classics. Grim uh, fairy tales this, classics? Is that what it's called? Like, uh, was that the name? Classic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Grim okay. fairy tale classics. Um, I'm pretty sure this is it. I guess Ooh, I could be I have- wrong. I have no idea what this is, but I'm, I know what I'm looking up, and I've never seen this. But, man, I would just get so excited because, like, the intro just would have, like – I mean, it's was, it was a very anime-feeling intro, I guess. Like, little clips from, like, all the different episodes, and, like, there's just, it would, like, have this very, like, just, uh, music that really builds. And, like, I just remember, like, the music would, would build, and then there's, like, the giant from, like, whatever episode had a giant in it, and he's just, like, walking, and – uh it just, I would get so excited, like, as soon as I saw that giant and heard that music. Uh, and I just loved it, even though it was just like all these fairy tales I already knew the story of. Um, and I, I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I don't have a ton of memory of it. I just remember loving it as a kid. It looks yeah, like I think a blend between first. Sailor Moon and Legend of Zelda cartoon. Yeah. It's yeah. very, like, 80s anime style. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I I think that's probably the earliest anime I ever saw, which is funny because it's not even it's you know it's Western fairy tales. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is very accessible. Yeah, extremely <laughs> accessible. 
I like looking up pictures because every other one is pretty much a pic a video is a is pretty much a cover to those like sexual co- uh, grim comics like like Scott McFar- Scott Campbell would draw covers for and stuff. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's what I'm running into a lot of, and all I did was type in Grim Fairy Tales anime. I guess it could be worse. I could have gotten a ton of hentai. Thankfully, I didn't. True. True. Um, I'm trying to think of really cartoons. I mean, like I said, I I watched Transformers, the original, when I was a kid, and that was episodic. Like, that one was easy. And I'll admit I'm a huge fan, but I have gone back and rewatched that a handful of times. The animation goes back and forth because there were three studios doing animation, but one of them was Toei that did like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. And, you know, the the stories still hold up pretty decently. And I'll be the first to admit when one is really bad. And I'm not saying it's all good, but I would say probably less than half of the, the original cartoon still holds up pretty decently. Like they didn't. It's not a like the stories are easy to follow, but they're not simple, I guess I should say. And it's nothing compared to like the most recent Transformer cartoon, which is practically a web cartoon. Cartoons nowadays are only like 10 minutes long. And this one was I appreciate it to an extent because there's not much filler, Mm -hmm. but there's also not much plot either. Mm, Yeah. And so it it goes back and forth where it's like, eh, but it's also, oh, this is kind of nice. It's one of those that's like cell shaded animation too, like yeah, CGI yeah. cell shaded. But yeah, it's when, uh, uh, speaking of Transformers, when's that new the new season coming out of? Uh, oh, they put a trailer out for it. But yeah, I saw that. I I oh, don't so believe excited. they've released a date yet. Okay. I probably don't. I don't expect it to come out before the end of the year. But okay, okay. I just um, I'm gonna have to re get Netflix for it. Same. Uh, same. I don't have Netflix either, so it's one of those yeah. that I'll I'll subscribe for a month and then yeah. cancel it immediately just so I can watch the show. I mean, I don't know that I've ever been that excited, other than I guess Animaniacs coming out. But like, uh, it's just funny because like I wasn't expecting it, and you just told me to watch it so we could talk about it, and it was just so good. <laughs> I don't know if you liked. I don't know if you listened to that episode. Tom. Dexter liked that series a lot more than I did. I was I was yeah. pretty mediocre with it. Which series Which, was it? Uh, Fall of Cy- uh, War for Cybertron, oh, the, uh, right. the uh, six-episode uh, Transformer series by Rooster Teeth. Which I, I'm guessing the re- I don't know. We don't have to talk about it again. But I'm guessing just the reason I liked it was because like I don't have this whole history with Transformers, so I, I yeah. just got into it as a brand new watcher. Which I, so I like, appreciate that you liked it that much. Yeah, which I, I I kind of think. I mean, I'm wondering too. I guess especially having it on Netflix like that, if what they were trying to do was gear it towards somebody like me who like i just have netflix because i'm a 30 mid 30s guy and then i see this thing for start for transformers it starts on episode one it's a good it's a good entry point from it is. Yeah, of a nostalgia trip for me yes. and it's exactly what it was and i loved it my my issues with it were mainly technical issues with the animation yeah. but uh it's yeah. a good oh, we like, starter quite a while yeah <laughs> it's a good starter show so i mean i i do recommend it uh, mm-hmm. I got rid of Netflix right afterward, and I think I watched it twice. And that yeah, might sound a little excessive. It's six episodes. It's as long as Fully Cooly. It's it's two hours. So me watching it twice wasn't like I devolved a lot of time to it. Yeah. Uh, I watched it once, and then I think two weeks later we were into a podcast. I asked extra yep. watch again. So then I rewatched it, and then I never rewatched it again. And yeah. if it comes out on like a Blu-ray or something, I'd probably pick it mm-hmm. up. But mm-hmm. uh, 
and I'll probably rewatch it when chapter two comes out, uh, Earthrise. But yeah, that it was a decent show. Uh, a lot of controversy behind it after it came out, sadly. But um, yeah, uh, we'll have to talk about that next time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, it, I know all about it, so yeah, we don't need to talk about it now. But yeah, there's some there's some issues that uh, came up afterward. But um, is there anything yeah. any else anyone else wants to say about uh, yeah. cartoons in general? Any other cartoons? Um, I, I guess I can't really think of anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I guess uh, just just to rattle off a couple more that were kind of because like. I mean, we've established on this show before that I was uh, somewhat sheltered. My mom really didn't like violent shows. And so especially as a a young child, like I I didn't get to watch shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or anything like that. Um, But uh, so I I mostly watched like whatever was on uh, Saturday morning cartoons that Mm. that didn't have a lot of violence. I mean, it was more cartoony violence. It wasn't like, you know. Anyway, um, I guess yeah, it's yeah. all cartoony violence. But like I like in talking about all this, it's it's brought up things like Freakazoid and Eek the Cat. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, like, I forgot that you liked Eek the Cat. Yeah, we talked about them before. That was a great show. Yeah, it was so weird and surreal, and I it never hurts to help. I still think of that all the time. Like I <laughs> love that show. Uh, um, is that is that the show that had the terrible thunder lizards? It is. Yeah. Okay. Which was wonderful. I was always so excited. Every time that that music started, I got so stoked because it's like, yeah. yeah, there's a bit of terrible thunder lizards in it because there are only like a handful of those. Yeah. But but yeah, no, like there there were there were so many shows. I there was there was one I I looked this up like a couple years ago just because I I wanted to remember that it was real. There was a show called Project GKR. Huh? You guys remember? Have you heard of that? It was really bizarre. It was like set in like you know alternate sci-fi future, um, and it followed these three characters. One was just this cool like future chick who I think had a robot arm, maybe maybe not, but she was like a punk chick. Uh, there was a T-Rex who wore a baseball cap, and a uh, an escaped experiment from Project GKR who went by Geeker. And he was this weird little cartoony guy, uh, and they were constantly on the run from like the the company that created him. He was supposed to be a weapon, but he was goofy and just wanted to live his life. It was really weird, and I it just sort of flashed into my brain as I was trying to scan for uh, I, Saturday morning cartoons. I um, I, I think I remember like commercials for it. I don't think I ever saw this. Um, looking at the photos, the lady definitely has a mechanical arm, but, uh, no, that's funny. I totally would have watched this, but I don't know that I ever knew what, like where, when it was on. Yeah. No, it looks mildly familiar on TV all that long. Um, I thought it was so cool. I loved the aesthetic of it. Uh, One season in 1996, five episodes. There you go. Wow. It's always (laughs) funny. Like those goofy goofy little things that you catch like that. Um, cause I remember like, uh, Steve Odekirk, he's famous for, um, Oh crap. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, Jimmy Neutron. Um, Oh, uh, uh, whatever. Enter the fist. Um, Kung Pao, enter the fist. Oh, uh, yeah. 
So he's that guy. But he had a TV show. It was one episode. So it wasn't a show, I guess. It was like a TV special. It was called like steve.odekirk.com. It was on in like the late 90s. And I I don't know why I even watched it. Like I saw it in the TV guide. I'm just like, that looks weird. It's an hour long. Let's watch it. And I watched it uh, with our, with uh, our, my friend Travis. And we just – we were laughing on the whole time. It was hilarious. And I just remember just always – like for a long time after that, scanning the TV guide, hoping that there would be a sequel. And there never was. Oh, man. <laughs> it was just, and it was just like so like weird and just like off-the-wall like sketch comedy – uh, and, it, but it, like, and it was just like a nothing show really. Like and they never had a sequel. I never met anyone else who had ever seen it. Uh, and, but it was just like one of my favorite like TV show, like this, one of the biggest highlights of my childhood really. <laughs> but it, it was just such a strange little thing. So anyway, yeah. um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else about cartoons? <laughs> I liked some cartoons as I got older, like mid school yeah. and high school. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> well, as a kid, I really I, it's it's a it's a show that you love to hate in some ways because they never catch her. The it's cartoon funny. where where in the, where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Because oh, yeah, that was yeah. a delight. I don't know what was, the problem with that show is. What are you yeah, to? I just it's I mean, as you get older, you're like they're not going to catch her this time. And um, <laughs> the car. I, I because uh, I grew up watching the game show and when I realized that there was the cartoon when that came out I was so excited and it was such a good show yeah like I love like AI head uh, that looked like yeah. gone from Ghostbusters yeah oh he was um, the best those kids were stupid but <laughs> I I yeah. really liked the, the kind of an unknown show really I'm sure maybe you guys heard it maybe not uh Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century oh, yeah, yeah, dude. in the 22nd century yeah, they found him in Moriarty encased in ice after yeah. their waterfall battle oh, yeah, yeah. and uh yeah and and uh Watson was a robot and uh, yes. uh Scott the late there's the lady cop Lestrade uh, yeah Lestrade Lestrade was a lady uh, yeah yeah uh, uh such a good show or oh uh, what uh RoboCop uh Alpha Commando yeah, um, there's one. Premise. There's one at the same time as Sherlock Holmes. It was uh, Indiana Young Indiana. Uh, no, yeah, Young Indiana Jones had a cartoon, didn't he? And there's James Bond Jr. James Bond, James Bond Jr. He didn't have a show. Had a cartoon, but he had a live action show. Um, Who did? Indiana yeah. Jones. He didn't have oh, a cartoon. Maybe that's what I mean. I'm. I might be getting it mixed up with James Bond Jr. And just James kinda, Bond Jr., which is he's named. He's James Bond Jr. named after his uncle, who is James Bond. <laughs> that doesn't make any that's sense. Yeah, James Bond is the weird family thing. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot of that cartoon. I do remember him like fighting somebody. Uh, like odd, I think he fought Odd Job. Like I think that he was one of the main villains. Yes. Uh, I remember all these intros. Like, yeah. I remember all the theme songs to all these right. cartoons. Because uh. I mean, that was the most consistent thing you ever heard was the opening song. Yeah. Speaking of which, too, I wanted to say when you mentioned Gargoyles, uh, yep. Gargoyles is one of the best not Star Trek shows in the world. <laughs> <laughs> With the entire cast of Star Trek. Like, anyone who was ever in Star Trek was basically in Gargoyles. Cause, uh, uh, they must have been using the same studio because they were just pulling well, them. Um, the main human, uh, which I can't think of what the guy's name was. Uh, yeah, he was voiced by Jonathan Frakes. So I'm guessing that he was just like, 
the the conduit to get all the Star Trek actors over because just because like he I'm pretty sure he's directed like an episode on every Star Trek other than obviously the original but uh, just because he's a uh, director if not a writer on most Star Trek things it seems like uh, so I, I'm betting that he just kind of brought people over I wonder because I know he was in it uh, Deanna Troy was Demona mm-hmm. Michael Dorn played uh, Goliath's brother mm-hmm. uh, Dauber Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, and I know that just like a, bu- a bunch of people were just like even on one episode or so. Like they weren't yep. necessarily in it a ton, but it's just I remember that like as a kid I loved that show, and then uh, as an older kid I guess I got into Star Trek, and then as an adult I look back on it, I'm like, holy crap! I didn't realize there was so much crossover. Uh, oh so really? Much, too, like that was such a good, I mean crossover for actors, but like. Uh, Speaking of which, too, like that was a definitely a serial show. Like if you missed an episode of that cartoon, it was difficult to watch. Oh, there were like five parters and stuff. It was super difficult. Yeah, it's uh, all on uh, a lot of this show. We should say is a lot of these cartoons. They're all on Disney Plus, and uh, yeah, it's oh. very much worth delving in and checking out. Like Gargoyles is on there, X Men, Spider Man, uh, Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these things are over on there and I've passed through them and I've thought about watching a thing here and there. I, that's one yeah. reason why I, I want to really get into going back and rewatching Spider-Man or rewatching X-Men because they're both on there. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. We should do that. <laughs> um, actually, uh, if we're done talking about cartoons too, uh, a good segue then is we just got, um, an exercise bike. That's right. We're done talking about cartoons. I just, said uh no we just got an exercise bike so i'm going to be spending a lot more time in theory uh listening to audiobooks and watching potentially old cartoons so i've always wanted to get a treadmill and do that and i never have um we had a treadmill for a long time we borrowed it or we it was given to us by my in-laws and then we ended up giving it back uh when we moved well we moved back to des moines and we lived with them for a little bit and just when we moved out we just left it there um and they used it and but um but I remember when we had it, I watched a lot of movies at the time. Like, excuse me. I, I like I remember uh, I watched um, Shutter Island uh, while on a treadmill, and uh, pa- oh, Pandorum is that what it's called? They're in outer space. They're that's a good yes. movie. Yes. Uh, oh, and then that weird, um, oh, that weird movie. Uh, oh, Gamer. I saw that. And then um, mm-hmm. uh, what's his face? Uh, John McClane, what's his? Oh, Die Hard. Die, yeah, well, the guy who's the guy, Bruce, Bruce Willis? Willis. Bruce Willis had a movie, <laughs> a movie come out where like he's a detective and like nobody actually like leaves their apartments. They ha- they just have like these surrogate. Oh, it's called surrogate. Uh, like everyone just has like their own like weird robot that they just use the internet to connect with. Uh, and so nobody like literally like nobody leaves their house. Like they only leave their house via these surrogate robots. Uh, but like in the movie, the plot is, is like somebody develops a weapon, like, um, uh, yeah, some weapon that like you can shoot the surrogate and it sends an electric signal back to the person and kills the person. Uh, and that's so that, what that movie's about. Yeah. And wow. so he's, he's trying to figure out like basically who's killing all the, who's killing people. So it's funny because like his surrogate gets shot and he unplugs himself from the machine before he gets killed. And so, but, and so then he doesn't have a surrogate anymore. And I think he's a detective. So they offer him like, you know, like a, a a generic one to use until he can get a new one. 
because the, the surrogates look like them or they can like there's a scene where he goes and he's talking to a security guard and it's just like giant like muscular black man and then he looks at the guy's name tag and it has a picture like a real picture of the guy and it's just like this scrawny little white guy uh and so like obviously then people are you know souping up their surrogates to look better than they do in real life and so he's walking around in his real body and everyone's like dude are you okay like, you don't look so great <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it's, I'm fine. <laughs> um, but it was just a, like, I'd never heard of this movie. I just saw like, it was at a time when I was on the treadmill so much that like, I was getting like getting to movies that I was just like, I have no idea what this is. It's got Bruce Willis. Let's watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was a pleasantly surprising, like that was a good movie. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and like, I would have never watched Shutter Island otherwise. Cause like, that's a horror movie. Uh, and I just, I don't watch horror. Like I, at least that was my perception. Uh, but just since I was watching so many movies, I was just like, yeah, I like Leonardo, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll just stop it if it starts getting too spooky. Uh, but man, that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so, it's a good one time watch and that's about it. Uh, yeah, that's, not, that's, that's definitely good, like, not a movie. It's one of those you can only watch once. No. Yeah. You, uh, like it's Jumanji, you can't watch Jumanji twice. That's boring. A second time. Waterworld, <laughs> Waterworld, not, not a repeatable movie. um but yeah no anyway so i'm kind of excited about having this uh bike to be able to just do more mindless stuff i suppose but um yeah i recommend a treadmill for the same reason i guess cool um but no other than that uh i guess catch up um i've been doing more woodworking i've built um uh most of a miter box station or a miter station i got the wood to do the tops i just haven't had time uh, i had to fix my dishwasher this week uh we had to today we were running like goofy errands like uh we took all the old paint like we had so many cans of old paint that like the previous tenants had or whatever tenants the previous owners of this house had uh, and so like we returned those and that took way more time than it needed to um and i don't know this week just seemed really busy um and so i haven't been able to finish that miter box station but i expect once that happens i'll be just like you know building things out of wood like crazy um nice yeah you know just being manly and doing manly stuff um no other than that i don't know i haven't uh i don't know i haven't been doing it a whole lot um other than yeah, just looking at woodworking stuff, looking at tools that I can't afford and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Either you guys want to talk about catch up, like anything you've been up to? Uh, I, I do have a topic I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I've been reading a mm-hmm. lot lately. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you're here, Tom, because I can ask you guys this too, because you read quite a bit, or you try to lately. Uh, but I know Dexter, you and your wife read quite a bit, and you guys have read together. Uh, have you guys ever read a book? No. And you're very into it and everything, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it turns very erotic and sexual. <laughs> Okay, funny story. Uh, this totally happened. Um, and the best part is that it happened to me when I was in my accounting class in high school. So uh, I was really good at accounting, so I would get done with like the projects uh, early. So I would just sit there in class and read, um, or at least like with tests. Like I got done with the tests like way fast for some reason. Um, and so I just sit there and read in class. And I was reading the book American Gods uh, by uh-huh. Neil Gaiman. Uh, and 
it's it's a good book. Um, but there's definitely a scene where the main character falls asleep. Uh, so the, the premise of the book is like that the old gods are real, and that like when the immigrants came to America, it kind of like created like new old gods. So like there's the American version of the gods and then there's like the originals that like still live back in the old country and Mm -hmm. so for whatever well it makes sense i guess but a lot of the egyptian gods specifically i can't think of their names but like the 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 god the the gods of the dead uh they live in cairo is it indiana illinois (laughs) uh and so he's visiting them like i think they're for some whatever reason he's like at their place and he's spending the night and they have this cat and in his, he, when he goes to sleep, the cat enters his dream, and it turns out to be another one of the gods. And she totally just like, I don't know if it's you could say she seduces him, but like, some stuff happens in the scene. And I remember just sitting there, like, center of the class, surrounded by like mostly jocks that were in that class for some reason. Uh, just reading this scene, I'm just like, just get through it, just get through it. <laughs> it was so awkward. Uh, but yeah, so I've totally read books where they just got suddenly erotic. What are you talking about, man? It happens all the time. Yeah, actually, yeah, I've, I've had I've had similar experiences uh, reading books that that yeah, suddenly kind of out of left field. It's like, oh, cool. I guess we're uh, we're gonna follow this scene for a while, and it's <laughs> gonna get uh, get hot and heavy. Great. I did not know that was gonna happen. Thankfully, I, I that didn't happen to me while I was in the middle of class or anything. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's funny though too, because like I, I don't know that I've actually read too many books that have done that. Because uh, I mean, I typically stick to like sci-fi, fantasy, which I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Like Neil Gaiman writes sci-fi fantasy. I feel like he's probably the only author I read that would tend to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Because I mean, and like I've read Starship Troopers, in which like that movie gets has some sex scenes but the book does not remotely no the book is not saucy at all no it's a a political thriller is what it is what what are what are you reading matt okay well i i read two books in the past uh since the last podcast one i i read uh i read the disaster artist by greg sestero uh it's behind the it's uh, it's the life of greg sestero it's sestero and uh the the movie the room uh so Wait, wait, wait! It's about the like—is it about the making of the movie *The Room*? Yes and no. It's okay. main—it's—it's it's very much heavy about Greg's um, upbringing and okay. him trying to become an actor, and then oh. him meeting Tommy Wiseau. Uh, I very much recommend the book only if you've seen *The Room* and you enjoyed it to the extent of either enjoying it ironically or just were captivated by it. Yeah. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I can't recommend it. Yeah. I'm it, not, yeah. It's a very niche thing, and so no, for like say Tom, I do recommend it. Uh, Dexter, yeah. no. Yeah, I've never uh, seen. Them, so I've. I, I, I don't recommend watching the room because it's not no. your thing. Never mind. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so I watched that. I, I, I read that. I'm sorry. I I very much enjoyed it. Uh, and the the subject that I the reason I brought up that topic was, I finally. <laughs> I finally read Jaws by Peter Benchley. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's sex in that book. Um, <laughs> Is there a lot? Uh, well, okay. So, it, Tom and Dexter know, for people who don't, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast, my favorite film of all time is Jaws. I, I know it Not from beginning to end. I can quote the whole thing. I know it. I absolutely love the movie. It, it is by far my favorite film of all time. And 
I've always wanted to read the book and I never did. And so I finally did. Uh, and out of, <laughs> out of nowhere, like, all right, in the, uh, the if people have seen the movie, uh, there are plots in the book that don't happen. That's standard. And yeah. in the, <laughs> in Jaws, the main character, Brody's wife has an affair with the character of Hooper. And mm-hmm. They have they have like a one time affair because in the book, his wife is a very different person. She's kind of a terrible person. She came from a rich fa- background. She married this police chief when he was just an officer and they have a mediocre life. You know, they have three kids. They have a regular home. They have regular income, just middle class. And but she has always fantasized and dreamed of the luxurious life that she left behind. And she starts an affair with this character who also came from that same background as her. And she actually dated her, his brother when she was younger. So she's infatuated with him out of nowhere. Well, at first I, I, at first I was thrown off because earlier in the book, it talks about the main character waking up with, a morning erection and then it deals with him wanting to like try and have sex with his wife. And it's very descriptive and it really threw me off. Luckily I got through it. And then when she goes to have this affair, they start talking about their fantasies and she goes into extreme detail about her rape fantasies. And I am just, sitting there i'm listening to a via audiobook and i'm at my job and i'm just going <laughs> where's the shark where's the shark where's the shark can we get back oh to the god shark, where's please? the goddamn shark i don't want to listen to this and it gets into like details about like genitalia and like <laughs> sexual groping and i am I am very uncomfortable <laughs> during this to a point where I wanted to start skipping a chapter, but I <laughs> couldn't just couldn't do that. But yes, Tom, you, Tom knew about it, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> this book about a killer shark, there is probably a good chapter that instantly turns into like an erotic novel. So is this is this reading of it uh, like one person reading it or yes, is there a and cast? He does, and the and the narrate the uh, the person reading it does a very wonderful job of voice work. <laughs> Man, that has got to be like the most awkward thing. Like you know, especially if like this person has never read Jaws and they're just like, oh great, I love that movie. Yeah, let's read this book, and then they get to that. Like that oh, would just my. be so jarring even for the reader. <laughs> it was rough ah. because it came out of nowhere. Like I said, I. have never read the book before and i have yeah. i've always wanted to but i knew nothing about the book oh man and so i was very very thrown off by this yeah. that's exciting um it's yeah <laughs> it, it's the equivalent of maybe watching a movie with your parents when all of a sudden nudity oh, comes on uh yeah uh Speaking of which, um, I, I remember as a kid, uh, I don't know, I want to say probably junior high, upper elementary, maybe my, my brother rented, uh, I think a clockwork orange and oh, I'm, I'm guessing that my mom had never seen it. Uh, and we popped it in and it didn't last. It, it got turned off real fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it got turned off by me and I was watching it by myself. Yeah. 
I'll watch that. anything. Like that's one of the things. There's only one film that I refuse to ever watch. But you guys know me. I'm a big movie fan, and mm-hmm. I, I love films. I shut off Clockwork Orange in 20 minutes, and I had to like sit on that for quite a while. And I've only yeah. done that with two movies. And lo and behold, they're both Stanley Kubrick movies: Clockwork Orange and Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, I can watch movies. Mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s when I watched uh, both of those. I was in high school with uh, Full Metal Jacket. That took six months for me to go back and finish. I, is but, Full Metal Jacket about Marines? Yeah, it's, it's Vietnam. Yeah, and it, uh, it's the one with um, – oh, crud. What's his name? Uh, D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. That's it. That's his yeah, okay. scene. His scene is what made me shut off the film. Yeah, like, which – I guess – I guess he gets like we, he'll just be like walking around and like he'll just have Marines come up to him and like thank him. Yep, uh, they, for show the it movie. In, they show it in boot camp. Yeah, it's a, they have to watch it as part of like Marine boot camp, which is kind of crazy. But like I guess that movie is so real. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, the guy, the drill sergeant's a real drill sergeant. Harley Ermey. Yeah, he came on as an instru- he came on as just an overseer and yeah. uh, uh, nothing else. He just came on to. Uh, uh, to supervise, and he was so good that Kubrick put him in the film. Yeah, they fired the original drill sergeant that was supposed to act in it, but that movie so, made me stop. And yeah. yes, the extremely graphic rape scene in Clockwork Orange made me mm. shut that off because I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's a I don't know. I can't. I don't know why like anyone would watch movies, but I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean art. What artistic? integrity yeah. i guess sure uh, i don't know i have problems with it i mean but yeah that that was rough the, i'll say this the only movie that i will not watch though is can is uh cannibal holocaust and it's cannibal? it's mainly because a lot of animals are slaughtered on camera and i can't do that oh yeah that's no good no Ky- our friend kyle won he he offered me to borrow it and i already knew about it no thanks from uh, <laughs> uh someone that tom and i like to watch on youtube the cinema snob he did a video on it mm. and i so i was fully aware of what that movie had it's a found footage cannibal uh, south america thing and it's fake but animals are brutally killed in the movie and yeah even i got standards yeah that's where i draw uh, the line is is legitimate animal cruelty like i have seen movies where animals are killed yeah uh but like tame like uh, a snake getting cut in like friday the 13th but oh. yeah watching animals get ripped apart for the sake of film no i yeah. can't yeah no yeah well and i i have trouble watching movies where like uh like a where i know a stuntman has died or something like yeah. uh whenever okay. i see ben hur like I'm just like I don't know, because like I know how many people died in that racing scene, and it's not that I've seen really much of Ben Hur, but like I remember there was like a commercial for something that would show that uh, the Coliseum like a horse racing scene uh, from Ben Hur, and I was just like, man, why is this in this like commercial? Like that like they're showing the scene where a guy dies. Yep. <laughs> like, why I know is this in a couple things. Um, an actor. An actor died during a Transformer movie, I know. Died during The Dark Knight. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. His name was in memory after Heath Ledger. Oh. Uh, he died in a stunt. Uh, it was a stuntman. Yeah. Um, the, la- the final Resident Evil movie, Mila Jovovich's stunt woman was involved in a pretty bad... I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, she was involved in a really bad car chase uh, mm-hmm. accident in the movie, and she lost her arm. Yeah. Oh, and I know uh, one of the Harry Potter 
uh, guys, I think you can't walk now. <sighs> yeah. Some, something like Daniel Radcliffe is like really good friends with him. And like, but other than that, like, yeah, I guess there was some stunt where he like, he lost his legs or something. I don't remember. That's oh man yeah I I I will I will uh, agree with you in that sentiment that yeah even Dark Knight which I love but I can't go over the fact that some someone died you know to I, make yeah I I don't know that I've seen that movie ever since I saw it in the theaters because of that like I, I it took me forever to watch um, the last Star Trek movie because of uh, Anton Yelchin dying oh yeah and, and he died like way after the movie was made like that oh like, no he died right after photo- principal photography was finished oh okay well but was, i think the movie the movie's in memory of him it wasn't be- like he, he didn't die like in any connection to the movie i guess is what i mean no but, like, he died in a terrible yeah like, which we don't need uh, to talk accident. about <laughs> yeah it was a horrible accident that should not have happened and no. i think that he that's one of the saddest celebrity deaths i i i know about that, that like actually like really affected me but like it took me forever to watch that movie just because of that. Uh, yeah, he, that was uh, a good movie. <laughs> yeah, Anton Yelkin was coming home from uh, uh, groceries or an evening, okay. and he got out of his vehicle to open the gate to his home, and the parking brake went out in his vehicle and went down the slope and crushed him. Yeah, it was, and it uh, was like a it was a parking brake problem, like that should yeah. not have existed. Yep, and the family sued the the auto company, and the auto company said, "Not our fault." Uh, it was really it was really sad. Anton Yelgin is honestly one of uh, uh was an extremely talented yeah. actor who was taken yeah. away. Like I was I so excited about him being an actor. I, I never saw his final film. He did one last fi- film before yeah. he passed, and I didn't get to uh, like he shot it right after Star Trek, and Star Trek was still in post production. I never saw it, but I heard it was really good. But I've seen. Uh, a big recommendation for uh, movies with him, uh, Alpha Dog and um, Charlie Bartlett. Mm, yeah, I forgot he was in that. Charlie Bartlett's great. Robert Downey Jr. right off the right out of Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he had a bunch of stuff come out right after Star Trek, but I'm guessing they were just delayed or something. Yeah, there was a, quite a spill of like delays and things like that because it was kind of like when Heath Ledger, when Heath Ledger died, it was like, well, what are we gonna do? And yeah, they, they toughed up. Speaking of people who've passed, though, you know, since we've done the podcast last, Sean Connery passed away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Alex Trebek passed away a week later. Which Sean Connery's been retired forever. Oh uh, yeah, like uh, uh, League of Extraordinary old. Gentlemen forced him into retirement. He couldn't yeah. shoot space after that. But uh, no, yeah. So like, he was pretty old. I, I don't like. It doesn't I, usually bother me when yeah, actors are like super old when they die. Like, I mean, just because like, I don't know. Like, that's just life, I guess, in my mind. Like, it, it still stinks. But like, he was done making movies. I guess so it's not like we're gonna oh. miss out. Yeah, he was um, for like 17 years. He was enjoying going to soccer games and such. Yeah, yeah. But no, and Alex Trebek, man, that's sad just because he's such a good man. Like, I'm more disgusted by the fact that they're already listing off people to replace him. I guess it is yeah, a it's I a sick it's a show that's daily, but I yeah. was really kind of baffled that there's already been discussions and I've heard two names and while I don't disagree with the names, my response was just like, "Are you serious? He just fucking died." Yeah. Like we're already I, talking about this. Yeah, uh, I, I've only ever I've only seen one suggestion, which I was okay with. It was um, I can't think of his name now, but the guy that had the longest run, Ken Jennings. 
Yeah, Ken Jennings. Just him, like, and uh, the two people that are big names right now is Ken Jennings, which would uh, Jennings would be appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other is Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Why can't I place who that is? He's a newscaster. Oh yeah, Anderson Cooper would be okay. He, I, I think mainly that name is thrown out because one, he's a good speaker. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of go, are you just saying that because he kind of looks like Trebek? Yeah, I feel like Anderson Cooper is. He's a he's a good newscaster. He should stay where he is. That's what that was my reaction too. Is no no he needs to stay where he's at because he's a he's he's doing his job and he's doing it right. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, but yeah and uh, no and Alex Trebek though man any story I've ever heard of him like just being a person he's just like the like one of the kindest men you like could ever meet it seemed like I, I don't know that I've ever heard anything bad about that guy. You're about his wedding invitation, a couple sent. Uh, no, I was going to send this to you earlier. Uh, a wet, a couple sent and in, in, invited him to their wedding, mm-hmm. and instead he sent them an autographed photo uh, of him that uh, wished him the best. Mm-hmm. Like he oh, I think I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, well, and I heard a uh, like when he first got diagnosed with the he had cancer, uh, right? Uh yeah he he had stage four he sorry he had stage four cancer that he's been fighting for about yeah. two or three years. So when he first was diagnosed with it, uh, this autistic kid uh like got worried about him, and so his mom, the kid's mom, sent a letter to Alex Trebek just saying like, hey my son, he has he's diagnosed with uh, autism and he's just worried about you and he wants to like send you well wishes and let you know that we're praying for you and just I don't remember what his response was but it was just like it was just such a kind like thoughtful letter like back to this kid to just be like hey kid like I'm doing great like don't worry about me like I'll I'll, I'll be around for a while now and it was just so sweet uh, and he's just such a nice guy I, I, I saw the video of only I think it was like six to eight months ago mm-hmm. of a guy who uh, sacrificed his final Jeopardy question, and I think he had oh, like two thousand yeah. dollars, and he wagered nine uh, one thousand nine hundred ninety five, and his yeah. answer is, "Who is we love you, Alex?" Yeah, I Trebek. saw that. And yeah. he, Alex Trebek, actually started crying. Like they cut away, but you could hear him just choking up really bad. I yeah. I saw I watched that, but I didn't have the audio on. I didn't realize that. That's nice. Yeah, he reads it. He goes, and your answer is, who is? Uh, who? Uh, his answer is, who is? We love you, Alex. And he goes, oh, thank you. And he started choking up reading the guy's uh, total. What was the reason for that? Like he just out of just love. He just wanted. Okay, he I did it out of out of out of love, yeah. out of uh, respect. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's not like the guy who actually did put in who is Kebert Zella. And Trebek did not like that at all. Oh, that actually happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. A guy actually I, did that. And then the dude is instantly embarrassed by it because uh, he lost all his money, obviously. But he put, who is Kebert Zella? And Alex Trebek goes, who is Kebert Zella? Which, if you're not aware, that's Alex Trebek backwards. And the guy goes, yeah, I heard that if you say your name backwards, you'll go to the fifth dimension. And they already cut over to the next person. Oh, my gosh. And that dude looked extremely aba- uh, ashamed and embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Because you sent that um, the Family Guy version of that. Uh, Voiced by funny? Alex Trebek. He actually did that. He does. Mo- he did most of his weird fu- – uh, he did a lot of those fun little, uh, little uh, yeah. references to things. He did a lot of that stuff. That's funny. Man, if I was famous, I would totally go on on Family Guy to be my 
this off if they wanted me to. Yeah, dude. Why not? <laughs> I, I feel like there's like there's there are several gigs you just don't say no to. It's like if Weird Al Yankovic asks asks you to do something, you say yes. Right. Uh, and if Family Guy asks you to do a dumb little skit, you say yes. <laughs> that uh, Family Guy, The Simpsons, and yeah, yeah. Uh, arguably South Park. South Park, I might want to see the script first, but I'd probably. I, I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're regarded as like I mean I haven't is, seen South Park South in a Park. long time. Yeah. South Park is surprisingly good. It, like it's kind of back to Animaniacs, where it's just it's very good writing for what it is. It's gotten yeah. pretty rough though the past like five years, where it is oh. straight up serial or episodic, where oh. instead of doing like single episodes, now they they do these sprawling stories that go hmm. through like the whole season. Now I guess, and I tried to watch the 2016 election one. And I had no clue what was going on. I watched yeah. one episode and I was just like, everyone kept saying, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's hilarious. Oh, okay. So I did. I just watched one episode and I just kind of sat there just shaking my head and not out of like hating it, but just confusion. Yeah. Uh, that's too bad. I don't know. I never like actually like got all that into South Park, honestly. Cause I mean, just, I didn't have cable at the time. I didn't have time to like, I didn't have any friends who watched it really. I guess Travis watched it, and so we'd watched it a couple of times. But I watched the uh, Warcraft episode a, a couple days ago. Out of, yeah, uh, like I, I would watch Spawny episodes. Thought about it. Yeah. Or like the Coon. The Coon episodes are great. I don't know what that is. It's uh, South Park. It's uh, it's Cartman. He has a. Everyone has a, a superhero identity, oh. and his is the Coon. He's dressed up as a raccoon fighting crime. Nice. I've seen I've seen like really key episodes like I watched the uh, whatever the one on Mormonism uh, I think I saw the one for Scientology. Um, <laughs> I love those episodes because they have a little dun, subtitle dun, dun, dun. on the bottom saying this is what they actually yeah. believe. The Scientology yeah, yeah, yeah. one was actually really good. Um, which we said Scientology enough times on this episode, I think we're gonna probably get targeted now. But uh, we donated my money. We're fine. Oh, okay, good. Um, wait, what? Um, so, uh, do you have other books you you were reading, or I have two more, but I haven't started them yet. Uh, and then my friend Michelle uh, recommended me like four books that I'm going to get to. Uh, I picked up these are actual books. These aren't well digital. They're not audio books though. I picked up Frozen Hell and Who Goes There. Who Goes There is the original story of The Thing, the movie. Yeah. And it's a short, it's a, nov, it's a novella. It's like 96 pages. And then someone redid it. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know the whole story about it, whether it's a sequel or it's like a redo of the book. But that one's called Frozen Hell. So it's like the same story. Uh, oh, I, I, you know, I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to recommend Who Goes There. Mainly because it's a dollar. Oh, and yeah, so, so you can't really beat that. And it's only, like I said, it's only like ninety-six pages. So yeah. probably just take it. Need to read it. It's, it's it's interesting too. So like you talking about getting all these audiobooks and books to read, and then me getting this uh, exercise bike. I I actually this week uh, got my first library card that I think I've had since. I don't think I've had a library card for like seven years. <laughs> really. Uh, just cause like, I, I don't know if I want a book, I buy it sort of thing. I don't like in, I don't read a ton and I do a lot more audiobooks and like we had audible for a long time. 
Um, but, uh, my wife like just goes through books like crazy. Um, and she was just like, you know, they have audiobooks on like through the library. I'm like what? Yeah. They have an app. Like you can just, you can borrow audiobooks. So that I, is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, the, at least the Johnston library, um, there, you can't go into the library. Like you haven't been able to all year basically. Um, but you, uh, I you can sign up for a digital, card so i can't go in and borrow like so i guess once the library comes back i can't go in i'd have to like go and i guess get a physical card somehow um but they do i can reserve books online and then go and pick them up like they'll come and bring them out to your car Mm -hmm. uh and i can borrow audiobooks and like did like ebooks i guess um, so I'm planning on audiobooks mostly, uh, just cause that's how I consume things best. Are those um, more acceptable now? I remember when I used to get an audiobook like 10, 15 years ago and people would make fun of me for uh, that. I don't really care is the thing. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, literature is literature. Like, it, I don't know. Cause you know, growing up playing RPGs, like there's a crap ton of reading in, in an RPG. Like I, I would argue you, you, if you've beaten, like Final Fantasy or any of those like old RPGs like that, you've you read a book. You just skipped over all the action words. <laughs> like it's just you're just reading a ton of dialogue. And like so then an audiobook, in my mind, like you're still consuming the media. It's uh you're still making pictures in your head. It's just you don't have to do the voices, I guess, in your head. Which that's a whole different thing to talk about. Cause apparently there are diff- there are two different ways to read. Uh people who tend to read faster they don't hear a voice in their head like when when you're when they're reading uh they just read the words the words get absorbed into their brain somehow and they just move on to the next word and and you can tend to read faster that way um but then the way i read is i hear my own voice in my head um and i guess that's probably more common is from what i understand um and so i tend to read slower but i i retain it better when i do and um and so i think uh, in my mind then an audiobook is basically how i consume the book anyway it's just instead of the voice being in my head it's a voice in a speaker or my headphones um and so it doesn't bother me and i guess anyone who's ever been a naysayer about audiobooks i just kind of i don't really give a crap because that's not a valid point like argument in my mind yeah, and I, I never minded either, but I actually did get made fun of a couple of times for reading audiobooks long ago. Yeah, and I, 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 I think that's mostly gone gone away now. I think like with the with the the rise of Audible and other audio platforms and podcasts becoming more and more like mainstream. Yeah, I think that people have gotten over it and yeah, realized just, that it was a dumb thing to like pick on people for yeah because people considered it lazy and it's like yeah. well i just don't have time and plus i can't read very well like i have a disorder well, i have a reading disorder so i have a hard time trying to read books sometimes like i have a hard time reading text messages a lot yeah so i i like it i mean i've read a lot of audiobooks my like i've told yeah. you guys my favorite is world war z and i do recommend that Wait, uh it, the one you recommend too is the unabridged one right i i okay yes okay the thing is is when it comes to an audiobook, I do go out of my way to find the unabridged. Yeah, the library. I want to get all of it. Yeah, uh, which makes sense. You don't have yes. to read it. You might as well have it all. Yes, and that's why. <laughs> and I was actually going to ask you guys about this because I think I know Dexter. You have. I don't know if you've read them, Tom, but uh, I mean, 
two series that I would like to get an audiobook of. One, which is Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. oh, that'd be good. Even though I've read them before, read them a long, long time ago, I would like to get the audiobook. The other is the Harry Potter series, and uh, I'm that, not sure I really want to do that. I Okay, so I can endorse the Harry Potter audiobooks. I've never read Harry Potter uh, as a, in a physical form. I've only listened to the audio. Oh, and okay. The, the the narrator for those books is spot on fantastic and uh probably the Fry, most right? what it's Stephen Fry right is it I, I don't know that I realized it was uh, yeah if it's Stephen Fry that's amazing because Stephen Fry uh, he's a he's a great actor for one thing but he's also he has a really good voice um but no I'd have to say like the the second most quoted thing behind the Simpsons in my house is uh, Harry Potter and only because of that audiobook. Like, uh, just the way that he, his inflection and the way he, he like reads the kids, especially it's, it's so good. And he, he's very consistent. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it if it's Stephen Fry. It's definitely somebody who like is a professional, uh, Sorcerer's but, Stone is Jim Dale. Okay. Uh, I'm looking Jim over, Dale. uh, Jim Dale. Sounds Chamber right. of Secrets is Jim Dale. It might be Jim Dale the whole way. And I mean, there, I wouldn't doubt it. Stephen Fry doing yeah, I'm another version. I'm, just I'm pretty Jim sure Dale. Jim Dale. That sounds familiar now that you say that name. Uh, sorry, Tom, but you're wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, no, and I, 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 I have heard books read by Stephen Fry, and he's fantastic. But I'm pretty sure it is Jim Dale, and he just does such a good job uh, that like he uh, half of the appeal of Harry Potter to me is him reading it. Okay. Um, I, I, I see this is opposite of where I thought this was going to go. I thought you both were going to be like, no, I don't recommend that. No, I wholeheartedly recommend Harry Potter audiobooks, especially Jim Dale. Uh, I haven't read either of those series or listened to you've them. You've not so. read Harry Potter? No. Oh. I, I don't actually read a lot of books. Oh, I thought you did. I always thought you did. I, I always own thought you were a, lot a pretty of big bit, uh, <laughs> uh, book, book person. I, I enjoy books, but I like I don't know in the past, especially in the past several years, um, I really haven't had yeah uh, a lot of time. Well, and that's why. Okay, so I mean, I'm assuming the main reason for that is because you're a parent. Also, Partly, I mean, before that, it was the uh, comic. Like my, yeah. my hobbies really suck a lot of my time so, away. So I guess like, I mean, and, and I agree, like that's, I, I have, that's my issue. Like it always comes down to, I could read, but I'd rather go do something else. Yeah. And so for a long time, I just didn't read. And so, but then I guess that's the reason why I, I like audiobooks is because then I can, I can be working out or I can be building something or, uh, I, I mean, I think I've even listened to audiobooks while I'm working, which it really depends on what I'm doing. Um, but uh, and, and it's usually a, a book that I don't care as much about because it's just I'm, it's background noise, really. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, the, the only reason I guess I, I wouldn't be reading ever probably if it weren't for audiobooks. Okay, and it's, ju- well, and it's just so that I can do other things. And this and that's makes what, me feel a lot better about listening to audiobooks. <laughs> uh, good man. Because I was great. a little embarrassed to be no. telling people uh, I'm late because uh, I do say I'm reading. Yeah. Because saying I'm listening is kind well, of and I, sounding. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. And I don't, I think a lot of times, like if I bring up that I've listened to the audiobook for a particular book, I just say, like, yeah, I've read Harry Potter. But, you yeah. okay. know, honestly, it comes down to I've never read Harry Potter, but I know everything about that book that a reader of Harry Potter knows, I guess. Like, and. Um, you know, I've never read uh, Chronicles of Narnia, but I've listened to every single book and oh, wow. that series. 
it's a great series the audiobooks for chronicles of narnia is fantastic partly because they get they have actors reading it um at least the version i had and like patrick stewart did one of them um kenneth branagh did one of them uh and so it's kind of like it's nice because like especially since those books are kind of like uh the they're not like Harry Potter where it's like one continuous story. I mean, it is one continuous story, but each book is is about different people. Like there's only like a hand, like maybe two books that actually have the same character in them. Um, maybe three, whatever. But, um, and so like, that was nice. I, I like those books for that reason as well. And so, I mean, it's kind of like getting into, I mean, getting into any book, like, because, you know, like I like Neil Gaiman. If I see his name on a book, I'm probably going to want to read it. But then, and, and in, in the same way, like I see Stephen Fry read a book as an audio book, I'm probably going to want to listen to it. Uh, it's 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 just like a, it's. A, I mean, I guess it's almost like looking at the illustrator of a comic. Like I usually follow the writers of a comic, but I also like um, uh, certain illustrators. I guess I don't know which one to pick on, but uh, if I see like a, a particular art style, I'm going to want to read that comic, even if it's poor, bad writing, because I like that illustrator. Same thing yeah. with readers. I would like to uh, – I thought about picking up The Exorcist, and it's actually narrated – it's actually read by the artist, William Peter Blatty. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and he's got a good voice. I would say I have read quite a few audiobooks, well, like the Max Brooks uh, Zombie Survival Guide. That one's kind of not very good. The person reading it I don't think is very good. He's oh. he's clearly spoken, but it just doesn't like sound a, right. Is that a sequel or like an addition to World it's War Z? Pre, it's before World War Z. It was Max okay. Brooks' first book. It's just a oh, – it's, it's, a, it's a guide. That's all it is. It's just a yeah, guide. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I read a couple of the Halo novels, and <laughs> those were terrible because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of conversations, and the person reading it doesn't change their voice whatsoever. So that's a little rough. Jaws, however, that it's read by one guy. He does change his voice up uh, around a lot, even yeah. for female characters. He does yeah, a very good job. Uh, it's, always, it's always interesting. Like my my problem usually is with male readers doing female voices. Like yes. they don't usually do a great job. I'm usually I'm I, I usually enjoy a female reader doing men's voices more. Great. Oh. Like, it just yeah. makes more sense. Like it just doesn't sound as weird. I guess it's um. Well, it depends I, on the, the the problem I have with the Halo books is that mm-hmm. the guy blatantly mispronounces words. <laughs> That's and I mean, Tom can say this from the Halo, the Halo game stuff. There are some funky words like they are the 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 uh, Spartan armor is called Mianor yeah. armor, and he pronounces it like Thor's hammer, or like people reading it, Mijnor. Yeah and oh. stuff like that yeah that's what he does oh, it's okay weird like he pronounces it with the j and so that's a little rough uh, the disaster artist was really good because greg zestro uh he catches uh tommy Wiseau's accent down perfectly <laughs> which is pretty good um and so that's pretty good the biggest problem i have with the disaster artist audiobook it's it's by greg zestro the author you can very much tell that every chapter is a separate session of him doing this oh. because he starts the he starts the chapter sounding very low toned, very clear. But after an hour of him doing Tommy's voice and him talking, his voice starts getting very high and soft. Mm-hmm. And so it's very weird. Yeah. And then the next chapter starts and his voice is very low again. That's funny. It's it's yeah. a little weird. 
yeah, I, I've only noticed that a couple of times with with audiobooks. It just, just kind of depends. It depends on like maybe the like if there's a director probably or a good editor or not. But that's too bad. Yeah, but I, I um yeah I I plan on reading a couple more books. Yeah. Uh, I I think I talked about it in our last podcast that I would really like to read it or mm-hmm. The Shining. But as I, I think I said in the last podcast, uh, Stephen King is extremely intimidating. He's a hard. He, uh, I, I would recommend an audio book for him, which I've never read a Stephen King book. The Shining is narrated by an actor uh, who is read by an actor who played the main character in The Shining, the TV version. Oh, that's always nice when they can do that because um, I not see. I'm embarrassed to bring this up, but I really like the book Pride and Prejudice. Uh, and there's good, a, right? you're good. <laughs> it's a, it's a very good story. I don't recommend it for probably either of you guys, but, um, which one is it? I'm sorry. Fright and Prejudice. Oh it, yeah. It's a, it's a, like, it's a romantic comedy is what you it is. You were forced to read it. Otherwise you wouldn't be married to your wife. No. Okay. Um, that's a different story, but, um, so <laughs> the version, there's a newer ish version that, uh, we listen to a lot or we've listened to a few times just cause like we listen to it together. Uh, but it's read by the lady who like one of the ladies from the, the, the latest movie, the one that, um, was Keira Knightley in it. Uh, yeah. but it's the lady who plays the older sister, not, so not Keira Knightley, but the other one. And she's a famous actress. And I cannot think of her name right now. Um, like famous ish British actress. And she does such a good job reading it. Like doing, and she has like a deeper voice, probably I, I, like for a, a woman, and so she, she uh, just naturally can do like the male voices really well, and it's it just sounds very good. But and so I think it's just like it comes down to like certain actors who like who have you know immersed themselves in the book so far as to be in the movie. I think they tend to do, in my experience, do a very good job then at, for the audiobook. Oh, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Thank you. Yeah, her. She does. It's a very good. She does a very good reading of it. Of, of a very good of, voice. Yeah, she does. I don't know that I've actually seen her in anything else. I just, I recognize her name. Um, Famously in the Do- in Doom with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What? <laughs> That's hilarious. She's you in know Doom. What's great about Doom with Dwayne the Rock Johnson is for just. For just a moment, for just 30 seconds, they truly embrace what they are, and they go into a third-person shooter scene. Oh, yeah. And it's, it was really, like, the rest of the movie was just, you know, dressing for that. Like, I didn't need the rest of it. I just needed that 30 seconds. Oh, Rosamund Pike's and Die Another right. Day. Uh, that said, Tom, if you really loved that 30 seconds... And I very much recommend you watch all hour 45 minutes of Hardcore Henry, <laughs> and then you won't sleep for a while. Yeah, no, oh, wait, I'm not looking that, to throw up right now. Is that right that was shot in the first person? Yes, it's 100% yeah. third person, so, and it... I saw it, a trailer for it. I don't know that I ever realized it was actually made. I watched it, <laughs> and oh my where, god, did I watch that. <laughs> I, where do you where do you find that? I rented it, I think. Oh, man. Oh, the so movie it's one hundred. That movie is a video game, and it is. Yeah, when it's, it it's is, the trailer that I saw was intense. <laughs> it's an intense movie. It's yeah. okay. Uh, I don't mind found footage. I don't mind first person point of view. Uh, Blair Witch gave me a migraine. 
I thought I thought which intimidated me. I thought Hardcore Henry would. It didn't. Uh, but yeah, that movie is is something else. But yeah, that uh, that is there. There's a reason that's never been done again. Doom is not a terrible film, but it sure as hell isn't great. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. You ain't getting I, I, Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing a villain again, though, ever again. <laughs> it, it was fun. It was, it was definitely a fun movie. I would I would put that Doom movie in the same bucket as I put the the Dragon Ball movie, where it's like. Yeah, I know it's not good, but I liked it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what's you know what's worse? The Doom movie that came out last year. There's a Wait, Doom they movie made another one? Yeah. What? It's direct it video. Who's in it? Anybody good? Nobody. Oh, okay. <laughs> not a damn person. Lee saw it and he recommended it to me because he hates me. <laughs> and so, I watched, and so I watched it. Oh, Doom Annihilation! Piece of shit. <laughs> Not a single actor in that film. Although I will say this: faithful to the source material. Sure. To uh, the to the game. Yeah. Because there, there's extent, a novel, probably there's like forty percent faithful. I feel like. Oh no, Annihilation! That's the name of the of the what second game? No, Doom Eternity. Oh, is it, there's a Doom Annihilation in there? Uh, the movie. Oh, I swear, I thought there was a book, or not a book. No, maybe uh, it is a Doom, book. Doom, Doom Two, Doom Sixty Four, uh, Doom Three, and uh, Doom, and then Doom Eternal, which just came out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like the see. this year or last year, I can't remember. I watched it. I watched. I watched the gameplay of it, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie is the first one is it's at least a film. It's at least a oh. movie. The new one it wasn't, yeah. but it was more faithful. It has the it's it's more faithful in the sense that you can go, oh yeah, I see what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I Not, forgot. But yeah, we were talking about uh, we have Rosamund Pike's in that movie. That she I yeah. seen her, but she was in Gone Girl. Um, yeah, she's the main girl who's gone. She's the main girl. Now, <laughs> Dexter. I've not seen the book or read, or seen the movie or read the book. But what I about just... Pride and Prejudice and Zombie? Okay. Okay. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I never saw the movie uh, because I hated the book. So I read the book. Okay. So the um, the only Pride and Prejudice that I've ever actually physically read is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and I. If, okay, if you're not a fan of Pride and Prejudice, I can probably recommend it because uh, it's just it's just a goofy book. But if you're fa- in high school, if you're a fan of Pride and Prejudice, it's a horrible book. Um, <laughs> because and my main problem with it is because I the father is my like probably my second favorite character in the entire book. Like he's just a delight. But in this book, he's an adulterer in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It's just like. Why did you need to do that? There's no reason to make the father an adulterer, but for some reason they like, there's like this one line in the book and it's just like, why is this here? <laughs> it ruined the entire book for me. Cause like, he's my favorite character. Um, but no, it's just, it's just weird. Like, cause the zombies are such a weird back, like, th- like, it's just like this weird side thing that's going on. I guess there's uh like maybe one main character that becomes a zombie and it's kind of funny. And it makes sense, I suppose, but um, I don't know. Other than that, it's just it's just like a weird, not as good version of Pride and Prejudice, really. 
Thank God those mashup books did not become a trend. That said, Abraham uh, Lincoln Vampire Hunter, no, there's awesome a seri- piece of shit. There's a whole series of uh, of those books for, yeah, for Jane Austen. Because there's Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters, yeah. uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, uh, and then there's at least one more. And I can't, oh. Well, yeah, I mean, you can name them off your hand, really, the ones that you know. That's, but, I mean, it didn't become it. Yes. a, a yeah. trend, per se. Yes. Like, it didn't and, become, we're going to take... All these books, Big famous and books, mash- them in- but you know it's like, interesting though. There's well, it's not interesting. It's kind of sad and depressing, really. Like, like spoof books are actually like pretty popular. Well, not popular, but common. Like, so you- anything that gets popular, uh, uh, someone same- is going to make a really shitty knockoff of it. Like, well, it's, it's the same reason why B movies exist and why like Redbox is still around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean uh but yeah i was like just thinking like these things it didn't catch on super big yeah uh to an extent where it kind of stopped with brian prejudice zombies especially with like say well, film but so then yeah, again that said yeah. you look at say look where 50 shades of gray came from oh man it's still going and they, 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 they made a sequel movie didn't they they made four or something they made three oh, or four gosh no yeah yeah, three. Well, and I'm just glad that people finally stopped talking. So they're about probably going to have more material. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you say? I mean, I'm always baffled yeah, there was by another the new Twilight book that came out uh, oh like a couple few months back. Earlier. Well, at least what's his face is probably never going to make another movie. So, Ooh. oh, the guy, the guy's Batman. Can't think of his name. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, doesn't he like hate the fact that he's in those movies? Oh, the huh? Twilight movies. Yeah, isn't that what we were just talking about? What what just happened? I was talking about Fifty Shades. Yeah, you were. Oh, yeah. yeah really? Same Why did, I thought I heard somebody say Twilight. Well, they came out of the Twilight. Twilight, but I mean, uh, oh, okay. they came so out Tom, of some cra- some crazy ladies fan fiction. So, so Tom was talking about Twilight. I was talking about Twilight. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm just glad that nobody's really talking about those like in public anymore. So, <laughs> um, no, they're really not. They came and went. They yeah. came and went. Uh. Most things do. I mean, uh, I don't know. Were those movies worse than the Hobbit movies? Never saw them. I saw somebody shared like a clip of from one of the the Twilight movies. uh, That was like the the vampires playing baseball against the werewolves. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen the movies. I watched like half of the clip and I'm just like, this is so stupid. (laughs) I I (sighs) I don't know. I can't watch that. I can't watch that as a whole movie. I've seen worse. Yeah. I've seen way sure worse movies than the Twilight films. Maybe they're... watch Trolls too. I, we've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, The Room exists. <laughs> Birdemic exists. Uh, Birdemic. I just saw uh, a reference to that, and I meant to bring that up to you. We need to watch. You. So have you seen Birdemic? No, oh. Tom told me not to. It's so Uh-oh. bad. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing is, it's, it. Tom told me straight up because I asked about Birdemic once, and Tom yeah. said he got together with friends and saw it and said, "Don't watch it." It's not fun. It's so <laughs> slow. It's so long, and it's yeah. so bad. Okay. And it's like the thing is, is that like what's bad about Birdemic, you can you you get the same experience from it watching someone talk about Birdemic, like watching clips, but. Okay. If you sit down and watch the whole movie, it's like, oh, shit, this is it. Like, this is just the whole, like, it's really bad acting, really bad audio, really bad CGI for almost two hours. 
Oh wow! So because so, I, I saw I saw like some I don't know what it is some YouTube channel where they like go in, into like old like crappy movies mm-hmm. and they redo the special effects to make it better. Oh, uh, and so they did Birdemic and like they, so they didn't show the whole movie. I think they might have done the whole movie, but I don't know that I don't know like where you can get a copy of that. Uh, and they found like an actress from the movie and so they like interviewed her like as part of it. I skipped over like most of this and the YouTube thing, but like, I, I mostly just watched a couple of the clips of like the original and then what they fixed. And they basically just like turned all the birds into like weird claymation, like CGI claymation. Are you uh, talking about corridor crew? Yeah, I think so. That sounds funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and so I think like probably watching that is probably the best way to watch that movie. <laughs> Cause you're getting all the highlights and you see all the horribleness yeah. And then you get to see like people could be excited about redoing it in a different way. Yeah, you've you've seen all you need to see of Birdemic already. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I I mean oh, so I, I literally listened to Tom's recommendation of not bothering because I was yeah. interested and in, uh, it's like, oh well if it's not worth it, it's not worth it. I mean yeah. and I do like some bad movies. I I still think Abraham Lincoln vs. Zombies is pretty fun. Is it wait? There's an Abraham Lincoln versus zombies because it's, it's it came out when Abraham Lincoln Vampire came out. It's one of those shitty asylum films that are knockoffs of the big movie okay, okay. that came out, like Sharknado. They're made by yeah. people who made Sharknado, which I don't rem- I don't I don't I don't know what how anyone recommends those movies. And there's like five of them because yeah, they're well, bad. That's the, that's the appeal, isn't it? It's just they're so horrible. Yeah, and the problem is, is they get meta, and uh, yeah, I know one of the biggest ones is uh, Samurai Cop. That's a that's a pretty famous bad movie. Same with like uh, Tom and I sat down and watched it when I picked it up. Uh, Miami Connection. Oh yeah. And with so it's it's this thing of they become super popular, and then they mm-hmm. find the people who make them, and the people are like, I'm gonna make a sequel, and say Samurai Cop is blatantly bad. And they made a sequel, but they did the same thing, not unlike Birdemic. Well, not unlike Birdemic, but the perception of it where we're going to make it purposely bad. Yeah, we're going to do it on purpose. Instead of just like when it's naturally bad, there's a chance for it to be like charming and entertaining in different ways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're yeah, if you're going with the the knowledge that your audience is going to try and riff on it, like that ruins it. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. yeah, and that's what they did with, say, Samurai Cop 2, where they took all of the stuff that people like laughed at and, and amped it up to 100 mm. and to a point where Tommy was so is in the film. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, that's what they do. And I remember the first Sharknado is like that, where it's bad, but they kind of knew it was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. But then with the sequels, it's like everybody love the first one so you start getting like hollywood actors like like big a name actors or b name actors even yeah showing up for free to because of the campiness and it's not the equivalent of tom did we ever watch my documentary of best worst movie no we we talked about it but i don't think we ever got a chance to actually watch it okay so, i think we watched like a trailer for it <laughs> okay i can't remember if we ever did watch it but there's a scene where the director he goes and sits in one of these midnight screenings and people are hooting and hollering and applauding him and he's like yeah yeah and 
sat down and you watched the movie with this midnight crowd where people are laughing. And then immediately after the screening, it's him like extremely heartbroken and depressed going, they're laughing at scenes that I didn't make funny. They're making fun of me in my movie. I didn't think it was a bad movie. I still think it's a good movie, but they're, they're laughing at scenes that are not supposed to be laughed at. And it, it, it's one of those scenes in that documentary that is kind of heartbreaking because this yeah. is a, these are people. This is someone who literally thought he didn't make anything bad and he never once did. He thought the popularity resurgence of his film was because people appreciated it for the vision he did instead of the irony that, uh, that that's people too bad. have done. Yeah, yeah, it was very guy. sad. Yeah. You know, some people do, you do two things. You either be like him who become heartbroken over people ironically loving it, or you become Tommy Wiseau, who backpedals and goes, oh, no, it was never drama. It was comedy. Sure. So. Um, that might be a good place to stop. We've been talking for almost two hours. Uh, so, yeah, hey, Tom, thanks for, for coming. It was uh, hey, good yeah. to hear you again, man. I'm glad I could sneak in on this one. Yeah, I hope you're still able to get some art done. <laughs> Yep, nope, I got I got my page done and posted a little while ago. So Yeah, uh did, yeah, I saw I got my no, my notification on Patreon. So did you like post it while we were talking? Yeah. Yeah, there were there were parts of the podcast where I was very quiet and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh that's fine. Um no, I was happy to have you here, man. It's been a while since we've gotten to talk. Uh and no, I'm I'm glad to catch up with you again. If we were just talking yeah, about what we talked about. But um so yeah, I guess uh uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can always go to recordinglivepodcast.com. Uh, all the links to uh, past episodes, where you can listen to us, uh, social media. Uh, you can email us, hello at, uh, at recordinglivepodcast.com. If you have any questions, if there's any cartoons you'd like us to talk about, I guess, or books uh, that we should be reading, uh, we may or may not read them. Um, but, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Dexter with Matt and Tom. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.